Hey friend, are you swamped with scheduling, bogged down by bookings, or overwhelmed with managing your social media? This message is for you. I would love to introduce you to my secret weapon, StyleSmart VA. This is a company of virtual assistants literally designed by hairstylists for hairstylists. I found them through an interview right here on the podcast, and then shortly after found myself booking a discovery call because I was drowning in administrative tasks and needed help. It's been a few months now, and I can't tell you how much my VA has changed my life. No joke, friends. I am such a believer in StyleSmart VA that I decided to bring them in as an episode sponsor here on the show. Listen, as creatives, our focus should be on the clients and our craft. And now that I have my virtual assistant, I can devote more of my time to exactly that. The beauty of hiring a VA through StyleSmart is that they come to you already trained and able to seamlessly step into your business. From managing appointments and client communications to handling your social media presence, StyleSmart virtual assistants free you up to concentrate on your clients. And that's a change your clients will notice and appreciate. I mean, can we say elevating your perceived value? So when you're ready to level up in your business and take some weight off your shoulders, head on over to StyleSmartVA.com and book a free discovery call today. You'll also find the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. StyleSmart VA, empowering beauty professionals to focus on what they do best. Welcome to the Your Hair Mentor Podcast, the podcast where we explore all things hair and beauty. I'm your host and your hair mentor, Crystal Green, and I'm here to guide you through the ever-changing landscape of the beauty industry. Are you a hairstylist looking to stay ahead of the game? Or perhaps you're a hair enthusiast wanting to up your hair game? Well, you've come to the right place, my friend. As an expert hairstylist with over 20 years behind the chair, I've seen it all. From the latest trends to timeless classics, I'm here to bring you insider knowledge that will keep you ahead of the curve. But don't worry, I'm not just here to preach about the latest hair fads. I'm funny, I think, lighthearted, and not afraid to tell it like it is. Whether it's calling out industry myths or sharing hard truths about the realities of the beauty industry, I'll bring you the unfiltered truth. We're sharing the tea, people. So sit back, relax, and get ready to elevate your hair game to the next level. The Your Hair Mentor podcast is for all hair enthusiasts and beauty lovers out there. Let's get started. Hey there, friend. Doing something different this week. Going old school and solo. I have not done a solo podcast in a while. And although I love doing interviews... Honestly, I love hearing what other people in the industry are doing and kind of being inspired by their stories and sharing what's possible. I think it's also cool to do these solo episodes and I've got a topic for you that's going to blow your mind. No, I'm just kidding, but it might make a little, little heat out there. Okay. Um, today's topic is a hotly debated one among hairstylists and clients alike, which is why I think it fits this podcast. Should hairstylists receive tips from their clients? And if the answer is yes, how much should be tipped? Do you also tip the assistant, the salon owner? The answer is convoluted 
and muddy, and I'm not sure I even have the answer, but I think it will help if we dive into the history behind tipping first. I find it to be super interesting, y'all. Um, then you can come at me if you want, because I know there's going to be some heat about this. So to understand the tipping debate, we need to take a trip down memory lane. Saddle up, sister. Okay, so tipping has a long history that can be traced back to feudal Europe, where lords would give their vassals something called veils, or small amounts of money for their services. And then over time, this evolved into a system where wealthy patrons would give tips to servants and other workers as a way of showing them their appreciation for good service. The concept trickled into the 17th century when it was commonplace in European coffee houses and taverns. Now, this is interesting. The word tip is thought to be an acronym for the phrase to ensure promptness, as it was believed that giving a gratuity in advance would ensure faster and better service. Interesting, right? I never knew what tip actually meant. Uh, to ensure promptness. Now, tipping became more widespread as it made its way across the big old pond here to the United States in the 19th century, where it was customary to give small amounts of money to workers in the service industry, such as waiters, bartenders, and hotel staff, yada yada. Uh, tipping was seen as a way to reward good service and to supplement the low wages paid to workers in the industries. That's key here, the low wages, okay? Remember that. Over time, the practice of tipping has become more complex and controversial, like everything in our lives. Uh, some argue that tipping perpetuates income inequality and creates an uneven playing field for workers in the service industry. Others argue that tipping is an important form of recognition and reward for hardworking employees, and that it provides an incentive for workers to provide better service. <clears throat> This is the way I've always seen it, but after digging into this, I think my feelings have changed a little bit, okay? So the common argument for abolishing tipping is that it creates unfair and unstable systems for service industry workers. Tipped workers often rely on gratuities to make up a significant portion of their income, which can be unpredictable and may fluctuate based on factors outside of their control, such as the mood of the customer, who hasn't had a moody customer before? Hello, I know I sure have. There's nothing you can do about it. Additionally, the system of tipping has been criticized for perpetuating wage inequality and reinforcing stereotypes and biases about gender, race, and class. Oof. Tipped workers are disproportionately women, hello hairstylists, um, people of color, and immigrants, and they often earn lower wages than non-tipped workers in the same industry, okay? The power dynamic between customers and service workers can also create a culture of harassment or abuse as workers may feel pressure to tolerate inappropriate behavior in order to earn a larger tip. I mean, I have definitely held my tongue with a client or two to ensure that I get paid and or tipped. I mean, it's just part of the business. Um, all of this is only possible because of a giant loophole in the system. This is 
very interesting, you guys, um, where some types of employers and employees are exempt from the federal minimum wage requirements. These exemptions are provided by the Fair Labor Standards Act, FLSA, which is the federal law that governs wage and hour requirements for most employees in the United States. Okay, so it's written like this. <clears throat> for restaurant workers, car washers, and anyone else in the U.S. who is considered by their employers as someone who, I'm air quoting right now, customarily receives regular tips, their employers are not required to pay the minimum wage. As of this podcast, they are required to pay them only $2.13 an hour. What? So if you don't tip them, they are working under slave wages. The thinking is employers are legally allowed to pay these workers a lower base wage with the expectation and assumption that they will make up the difference in tips starts to sound kind of wonky, right? In recent years, there's been a growing movement to eliminate tipping altogether and instead pay workers a fair wage. Now, I've seen little things about this on the internet, like fair wages, and I'm like, what do you mean? Doesn't everyone have minimum wage? This is what they're talking about here. These people do not have to be paid fair wages with the assumption that they'll just make it up in tips. And a lot of the times, they don't, okay? So this approach, known as the service included or no tipping, has been adopted by some restaurants and bars in the United States. Um, I've seen one in Reno that does this, and I've seen some stylists implementing this into their businesses as well. However, the practice of tipping is deeply ingrained in many cultures like ours, and it may take some time before it's completely eliminated. We are creatures of habit after all. So let's bring this back to the great debate. To tip or not to tip your hairstylist? That is the question. Woof. This is a tough one, okay? Um, after learning about the history of tipping and who it's designed for, I don't think I currently fit that description, nor have I ever, okay? When I started out doing hair in the mall, which it was cool, I swear, um, I was making $8 an hour, which was the state minimum wage back then, back in the olden days, which at the time didn't feel like much, but it was certainly more than $2 an hour. And I also made tips on my services, not a ton, but they were notable. So for someone with a vocational degree one year out of high school, I was doing pretty good. And now, now, as a business owner, charging hourly for my services, I'm definitely a far cry from $2 an hour. So I ask myself this, why am I still accepting tips? And should my clients feel the pressure or need to tip me? I think this gets confusing for all of us because of a few things, okay? The first being, the job of hairstylist can mean a wide variety of things. It can mean that you're only making minimum wage. It can mean that you get paid on commission for your services. 
It can mean that you rent a space and collect all the service money yourself. It can also mean that you're a salon owner with a staff and the list goes on. Okay. And then the second thing is we hairstylists get weird and squirmy when it comes to charging appropriately for our expertise and services. I know I certainly do. I can't tell you how many times I've had my husband tell me, what are you doing? He's like the online um, memes, charge your worth. I'm like, I know, I know I should. So instead we do things like emotional discounting and giveaway services to make our clients feel like we're worth it. Then we don't charge accordingly for our services and our clients give us tips that make up for it. Most of the time we end up making the amount we should have charged, but somehow feel better about it because it was optional for our clients, whether or not our clients think it was optional. Are you confused yet? Because I know I sure am. Let's make it even worse by considering how much you should or feel like you should tip your hairstylist. Industry standard for tipping on services is currently 20%. Used to be 15, now it's 20. That gets a little crazy when hair services start getting upwards of $500. Now, if you're listening to this and that sounds shocking, um, it's not. And there are a lot of people charging, I would say between three and $500 is kind of standard these days for, you know, like a blonding service, coloring, whatever. And that gets kind of crazy when you're going to tip 20% on that. All right. I actually have a story about a friend of mine here in Reno that paid for extensions, not done by me, that cost her $3,000 and she still tipped her stylist 20%. That's a $600 tip y'all. Holy cow. And by the way, she wasn't even happy with her extensions or anything about the service. What in the heck is going on here? Um, that is a far cry from the $2 an hour waitress working hard for that 20%. My friend tipped that much because she thought it was expected of her. And that hairstylist gladly accepted the tip with a simple thank you, like she expected it. Now I'm sorry, but I need to call this stylist out. Okay. Amongst all the talk, on the internet with all these stylists about charging your worth and elevating the industry to get people to respect us as fellow businesses. This does the opposite to me by accepting such a huge tip on a high end luxury service like that. You are literally saying to your client, I don't charge enough for my work. So I have to rely on tips. It's just so confusing. So can we all agree on one thing? Hairstylists don't need tips. None of them fall under the category of employees that don't have to be paid the minimum wage. So every single one of them, us, is being paid what would be called a fair wage. But hairstylists can like tips. They can work hard for them. I fully support this. If you are a stylist that goes above and beyond in providing your services and your clients feel inclined to tip you as a thank you, that's amazing. To me, that's how it should be. But I do not think 
clients should feel like it's expected that no matter what, or that they have to tip at all. Especially if they're seeing a stylist that runs their own business, because that stylist has full control of what they charge and how they run their business. That hits home as I say it out loud. I'm like, tell yourself that, Crystal. Um, A paid-by-the-hour stylist at somewhere like Supercuts doesn't have the same freedoms, but they're still getting a paycheck. So if their service sucks, don't tip them. And also, by the way, if any hairstylist service sucks, you should also tell them. I'm just saying, you know I'm a sucker for communication, so I'll leave it at that. Oh, and there, one more thing. If there is an assistant involved in the hair service, the tip should come from the hairstylist that assistant works for, not the client. What I mean is as a client, I don't want you tipping the assistant. Okay. If you feel like the assistant needs a tip, tell that to the stylist and give them the money, assuming that they're going to tip the assistant. I feel like the assistant works for the stylist, not the client. Does that make sense? So I also think it's worth saying if you're a client and you can't afford to tip, tell your stylist that. Let them know how satisfied you are with your service so they aren't left wondering if they did something wrong. Because y'all, we wonder. We wonder like crazy. It keeps us up at night. How many memes are floating around out there about this, right? Um, I think it's Color by Carlos that's done a couple of them that make me laugh so hard where you're like just about to go to sleep and your eyes shoot open because you're like, why did Susie not like her hair? Was it the blow dry? Was it the foil placement? Was it something I said? And if we don't get a tip, that's kind of an indicator to us that we did something wrong. And so we start just stewing on it. And so if that's not the case, if you literally just can't afford it, just tell your stylist. Transparency and honesty is something this industry needs to work on. And this is just one aspect of it. So to wrap this all up, I thought it would be fun to share some quotes about this from both clients and hairstylists from some polls I took online. I'll let the quotes just speak for themselves because a few of them are a little spicy. Okay, this first one says, they're licensed professionals by the state, so the argument could be made that you don't have to tip them like you don't tip a plumber. Oh, yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm worth a little more than a plumber. Although those guys charge crazy amounts of money. Let me tell you, I've paid for them in this last year in my house and it's not fun. Um, unlike restaurant tipping, which has a commonly understood tipping rate of 15 to 20% based on the quality of the service, hairdressers and barbers tend to be elusive as to what they expect. I really don't like the ambiguity. Mm, that's a good one. Um, I rely on tips to supplement my income, especially since I'm an independent contractor. It's a way for clients to show their appreciation for my hard work and dedication to their hair. Okay. I have some thoughts on that. Like maybe raise your prices, girlfriend. I always tip my hairstylist because I value their expertise and want to show my gratitude, but I do wish tipping wasn't so confusing and that salons had consistent tipping policies. Hmm. I believe that hairstylists should be compensated fairly through their base wages and tipping should be optional. It would help reduce the inconsistency and awkwardness 
associated with tipping. That brings up a really good point too. It is so awkward at the end of a service when you're like standing there with your client ready to check out and you can tell they're trying to do math in their head. And I'm like, are they considering tipping me right now? Or are they trying to figure out how much to tip me? I've had some people just straight up ask me and it's way less awkward, but most people don't feel inclined to do that. So it's definitely an awkward moment where you're like, I know what's happening in your head right now. And I'm not sure how to approach that. Okay. Here's the next one. I'm not sure if I should tip my hairstylist, especially if they charge higher prices or if they're already earning a good wage. It would be helpful if salons were transparent about their tipping policies so I can make an informed decision. Hmm. My clients that tip me the most are definitely my priority. If there's a spot open and two people want it, my good tipper gets dibs. It's just business. Okay, I get that. Uh, Customers are purchasing the hair service, not something else with service as an extra. The prices are listed. It is supposed to be performed competently and courteously. They shouldn't expect tips on top of what they charge unless they've spent extra time above and beyond the call of a typical appointment. Dang. Okay. Two more. Some of my favorite clients over the years never tip me, but they're punctual, easy to communicate with and send me referrals. I think that's better than making an extra 20 bucks. Yeah, I I could agree to that too. But what if it was an extra 600 bucks? I'm just kidding. Um, Okay. And last one, I tip my smart style cosmetologist. Wow. Who says cosmetologist? Okay. Anyway, I tip my smart style cosmetologist 15% for haircuts at Walmart mm, because the prices are reasonable below market rate. And the service is consistently good. No matter who I get, if the stylist is really nice, takes their time and seems very service oriented, I'll tip a little more. Okay. So what's the verdict here on tipping hairstylists? Well, it really depends on the situation and your personal beliefs, but one thing seems certain hairstylists. If you would like to continue receiving tips, not only should you work for them, but maybe have it posted somewhere like on your service menu, what a typical amount looks like for a tip, either a dollar amount or percentage, however you feel it's appropriate. It sounds like your clients will appreciate the transparency. There's that word again. As a hairstylist myself, I can tell you that we truly appreciate the gesture, whether it's in the form of a tip, a positive review, or a simple thank you. So if you do decide to tip, the general rule of thumb here is 15 to 20% mostly leaning towards 20 of the service cost, unless you've got a $3,000 service. I think that's a conversation you need to have with your stylist. And remember, tipping isn't just about the money. It's about showing appreciation for the person who just turned your hair from a hot mess to a fabulous masterpiece. All right, folks, that is a wrap on our tipping discussion. I hope this episode has provided you with some insights and food for thought. And hopefully if you are a hairstylist and you're listening to this, you've got a more clear idea on where you stand with receiving tips and maybe some transparency in your policies. And if you're a client listening to this, hopefully you feel 
educated and empowered to have a conversation with your stylist about it. And as always, thank you so much for listening. It is my pleasure being here as your hair mentor. And until next time, have a fabulous hair day, my friend, and I'll see you then. Okay, bye. Hey friend, Crystal here, and I've got something special for you that's too good to miss. Introducing the wildly popular Confident Conversations Bootcamp, where we unlock the three secret stylist skills that attract clients who pay. In just three classes, we'll transform how you communicate, connect, and turn every conversation in the salon into a formula for high-paying clients. It's not magic, it's mastery of words, presence, and the kind of confidence that turns heads. So why sign up? Because mastering these skills means more than just full books. It's about crafting a career that's as rewarding financially as it is creatively. We're talking quality clients who value your expertise and are happy to pay you for it. And the best part, it's completely free. You heard right. It's my gift to you, friend. So if you're ready to elevate your behind-the-chair game and attract the clientele you've always dreamed of, this boot camp is your first step. Spaces are limited, and trust me, friend, you don't want to miss out on this transformation. So head on over to www.yourhairmentor.com to secure your spot today. Let's make sure that your talent is undeniable and your chair the hottest ticket in town. Cheers to clients who pay and a career that slays. I cannot wait to see you at the Confident Conversations Bootcamp, my friend.